Hello, everyone. Welcome to the November forecast of 2023. And we are so excited to bring it to you today. Hey, Laura. We've got so much to unpack. Should we start with our October notes? Yes. So we had two major eclipses, mm-hmm. one of which was in the middle of the month, which was the solar eclipse in the sign of Libra. So a lot happened. Yes. So that eclipse was October 14th. And just before we kind of recap what was going on in the world in October, eclipses have at least like a week window. So the week before leading up to eclipse, we're kind of entering eclipse season already. Eclipses speed up timelines, um, bring faded events and activities and also faded endings and beginnings. This was a south node eclipse, and the south node is a point of surrender, loss, and release. A lot of those themes came up during the week before the actual solar eclipse. So Stephanie and I are not mundane astrologers, so we just want to preface by saying that, but we do believe it's our duty as astrologers to record time and history because we are both witches and witches are for collective liberation. And so we just were very aware of the things that were happening and all the archetypes and shadows that were coming out at that time. And so when we talk about historical movements, we really want you to educate yourself dig a little deeper, look between the lines and don't rely on Western media to give you all of the facts because unfortunately it's one-sided. And the more I started educating myself about the the Israeli occupation in Palestine, the more I realized, wow, there was a lot of this that I was just completely not privy to. Same. Did you feel the same way? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's start out with October 7th. Yes. That was the day of the Hamas attack. Now, it's important to put that into larger context, like Laura was saying. I don't think that the loss of life on either side is justified. I, my heart is with every innocent life affected. But it is important to understand the history of Palestine and the Palestinians going back to 1948, the Nakba, uh, when they were forcibly removed from their homelands. So this has been an ongoing oppression and steady genocide for decades of the Palestinian people. And on October 7th, there were a lot of notable aspects taking place in the sky. There was Mars and Libra forming a square with Pluto and Capricorn. Mars and Libra was conjunct the south node. And the moon in Cancer was triggering these two aspects. So the moon is the closest celestial body to Earth. When it connects with planets that are further away, it brings that energy closer to us. So Mars square Pluto, those Those two planets are some of the most powerful, vicious, ferocious uh, planets in the sky. Obviously, there's other archetypes associated with them, 
Squares are aspects that have to do with conflict. Libra is a sign that has to do with peace and justice. And Capricorn is outdated structures, old history, historical yeah, structures, systems as well. So that was just something that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. I remember when we talked about this aspect last month and, you know, Mars is the God of war. So we were talking a lot about um, taking care of your nervous system because this could be very triggering. And it was a very triggering event for Jewish people because, you know, they have been oppressed as well. Um, so we are pro Jewish. We are anti-genocide, just making that very clear for everybody. Yes. And I just thought it was so interesting how right after this happened, um, CNN, like Western media couched this as like a terrorist attack, which, you know, we have to really, again, put that into context of what that actually means. Um, but then, a lot of people were both siding it, right? We have to look at both sides of the story. But again, you you can't really see both sides if you don't have all the information. And so um, there were other parts about like neutrality. And there's this famous Desmond Tutu quote that says like, if you are um, neutral in the face of oppression, you are on the side of the oppressor. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I have a debilitated Mars and Libra. And I found myself not wanting to speak out or take action because I was afraid of how it would be received by friends and people on social media. I didn't want to like rock the boat, which I think we also mentioned during that Mm -hmm. forecast. And it was eating me up inside because my, as my friend Sintashe says, my ministry is social media Mm -hmm. and like sharing my voice. And I was having such a moment. I messaged Stephanie the next morning and I was just like, ah! and I was like freaking out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then again, like when we're talking about Libra and seeing both sides, it's because you have to see the other side. You have to see what's not being shown um, and people fighting about what's right or wrong or good and evil. And I just think that there is no winning. There is no like side when it's genocide. Right. And that's what I just keep going back to is um, centering humanity and the voices that are being silenced right now. Yeah. I, I took my time to ingest the information because I didn't know anything about the history of Palestinians or Israelis. And so that was kind of how I was moving through the initial news coverage. And, but I think, like you said, Libra is about seeing both sides and Libra also likes to communicate with tact and doesn't like to rock the boat and wants to keep the peace. But there, I think what really comes through here with the Mars and Libra thing theme is acknowledging that which powers, the powers or the the two countries or peoples at play are not of equal power right? Like the Israelis backed by 
the U.S., millions and billions of dollars of funding. The Palestinians, this is not an equal fight, is what I'm trying to say. Libra has to do with equality and justice, and this isn't some equal toe-to-toe war. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a genocide, so. Yeah, Palestinians don't even have an army, which is why um, they have Hamas, um, which... Again, if you do more, if you do more uncovering and education, there's like a deeper layer there as well. To to your point, I think that's where I started to get very involved in my education because um, our tax dollars. So not only the taxes that we pay out of our salary, but anything we buy has tax on it, right? So mm-hmm. like it has a state tax, it has a federal tax. So your state and federal taxes are going to fund this military complex that is actively ethnic cleansing um, people, Palestinian people. And so to me, this is very clear. It was, it became very clear what was happening, um, which I think happened during the Kazemi. There was a sun Mercury Kazemi, um, I think right after the eclipse. And I had this like, download. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is terrible. (laughs) This is even worse than I thought because we're involved. Mm -hmm. I do think, so this eclipse was conjunct the South Node, which is that point of release. And, you know, Mars is the planet of war and anger. And I think that this brought up just a lot of Libra themes, right? Like those, the, that peace, justice, neutrality is being released and um, yeah, is kind of going down the South node drain with everything that's been going on. What I do think is interesting about, I, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I feel like more people are waking up and are aware of how biased the media, the Western media coverage is. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you look at the recent news coverage of when they released some of the hostages, the Israeli hostages, all the headlines, all of the CNN, NPR were all like, they pulled one quote that said like, I went through living hell, which I'm sure. But if you listen to the hostages full speech, she talks about how they treated her with respect, with dignity. They were in clean conditions, that women were taken care of with their sanitary needs, that they ate the same food that Hamas ate. Mm -hmm. So I just think that there's so much more to unpack. And I hope more people are waking up to the heavy bias and seeing the duality um, between coverage and finding the truth in the process. What was interesting is Western media has always had like a reporter or a journalist that goes through some kind of bias, right? But what what's different this time is we're seeing firsthand account from people in the area, like video and testimony that you can't deny. You can't mm-hmm. say that that's not happening anymore. Um, something that you brought up about power, because we spoke a lot about Pluto last month and this idea of power dynamics and who has it and what is it. And I think also 
this idea that like people in power, they have the mouthpieces. They're able to tell their side of the story because they have privilege, they have class privilege, they have skin privilege or whatever the case may be. And it just, I think people are also waking up to that too. I don't know if you've seen like some of the celebrity lists going around of like who's supporting what mm-hmm. side and you're kind of like, do these people even know what's going on? Do they even read a book? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And I mean, this is our main October highlight because I've been so consumed. You know, it's the first thing I check when I wake up. Like, what are the updates? But this is a major major event. And like Laura said, we're not mundane astrologers. We're just noticing the patterns in the sky. Mundane astrology, for anyone who doesn't know, is a branch that specifically is devoted to studying world events. Um, And there are astrologers who are experts in this field, but you can definitely see the patterns of what was going on in the sky and the events that unfolded, but, you know, I personally haven't looked at the chart for Israel when it was founded. But, you know, you know, a lot more than the average American United States citizen at this point. Um, so give yourself some credit. Thank you. Yeah. Well, one last thing I just wanted to say before we move on to November, because I do think it's important as astrologers, again, to state the other side, because I do see a lot of (laughs) white people, (laughs) mostly white men, astrologers, you know, we talk a lot about Pluto re-entering Aquarius, right? It was in Aquarius in March. And a lot of people spoke about the revolutions that happened during that time. We spoke about it as well. Um, The American revolution, the French revolution, the Haitian revolution, And I just want to say, this is a revolution. Mm -hmm. Palestinians fighting and resisting is a revolution. And I just want to like have it on record that we said that because years from now, I just want everybody to know that like who gets to have a revolution and who is worthy of a revolution. Because again, like (laughs) the founding fathers fought for their freedom from the British empire during their oppressive regime, right? So did the French. And this is exactly what the Palestinian people are doing. And, and everywhere around the world, this isn't just happening in Palestine. This is also happening in the United States. The United States settlers did this to the indigenous people of this land. So when we talk about revolution, I also want to include and expand our minds on what that means for people. Thank you very much. I love it. I love it. It's true. It's very true. So shall we do November? Are you doing it? it? (laughs) Yes. Yes. November is action packed. I feel like the first half of the month is a little smoother sailing. And then the last half of the month is like batshit crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah. let's let's get into it. Let's November, it. <laughs> November 2nd, we have the sun in Scorpio forming an opposition with Jupiter in Taurus. 
So this is taking place at 10 degrees. If you have a fixed sign around that degree, that would be Leo, Taurus, Aquarius, or Scorpio. This is going to impact you the most intensely. And this is also going to highlight the upcoming eclipse. So we're recording this, spoiler alert, in October. Uh, (laughs) But it's going to highlight the October 28th eclipse, the lunar eclipse in Taurus, because Mercury and Mars were opposite Jupiter in that day. The sun is a planet of clarity and illumination. So it is coming back through and bringing to light similar topics and storylines that were unfolding around that time. What are your What are your thoughts? I think it will be very dependent on how the eclipse went for you. It'll be personal, personal, you know, I think in the collective, we'll probably see some big news, big headlines, things, uh, information will be revealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sun is, you know, like I said, the planet of illumination, Jupiter is the planet of our beliefs and expansion. So on one hand, oppositions represent the nature of Saturn. So sometimes they can be a little tough and, this could be a turning point in your own personal beliefs. Um, this could also be an exciting turning point or moment of celebration in reaching a personal goal. It could be like a mini full moon moment, right? Because the sun is opposite Jupiter. So uh, I think there's both, you know, Jupiter's dramatic as fuck. So it could <laughs> it could bring some intense events. It could bring. Uh, a desire to indulge and, you know, but there's some, some positive manifestations that could take place as well. Just on a side note, Stephanie and I have been talking about Joe Biden and his chart because he has a Taurus moon and he has a Scorpio sun and the eclipse is hitting his personal planets. And it's interesting how during this whole thing, he kind of became the villain. Like, people's perception of him has changed so dramatically. And I'm, so I'm wondering if the sun in Scorpio opposing Jupiter, maybe he'll redeem himself or I don't know, do something that will know. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm shaking my head. If you're listening to the podcast. Yeah. Or yeah. Just exacerbate people like being against him. Mm-hmm. I think that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> every every time I see one of his tweets, I like vomit in my mouth a little bit. Like one of his tweets last week was like, I'm trying to get two tr- or I got two trucks of Aiden. I'm like, that's what you did? Like, what about you, know, you have blood on your hands? Literally. I, I, I you know, I, I every day I do my civic duty to troll his POTUS account. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't read his comments. He has an A doing it. But I have a feeling that these Um, he's getting haunted in his dreams. I don't know where that came from, but it just like came into my mind the other day. I was like, I think he's getting haunted in his dreams and he knows it. Mm. Cause how could, how could he not be like, how that is some bad karma people do the right thing. Okay. Sorry. That was a sidetrack. Um, November 3rd, Venus and Virgo opposite Neptune and Pisces at 25 degrees. Think back to September 19th when the sun was and October 2nd when the sun and then Mercury was opposing Neptune and Pisces. Yes. I have a cute example for this, a personal okay. example. Okay. Just just to illustrate 
to people why we mention these dates and like how you can see a story unfold with astrology. Here is an illustrative example from my personal life. On September 19th, when the sun was opposite Neptune, I sent an email to California Live and I said, hey, I want to be on TV. Mm-hmm. And then on October 2nd, I was on TV on California Stop Live. It. Stop it. And then November 3rd, I'll be going back. Oh, my life. God. So so you can literally see yeah. how stories unfold. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important to journal to to pay look through your text messages look through your photos see what is going on because astrology doesn't lie yeah but also venus you have a venus return right you have venus virgo and yes 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 so the the aspect um this one will be venus and virgo opposite neptune and pisces and Mm -hmm. i was born with my venus and virgo and it's in my second house of work so on brand that's cute for people who really don't understand essential dignities, how does Venus and Virgo like live for you? Mm, okay. So in ancient astrology, they say that Venus is in fall in Virgo, which means Venus struggles a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very simple. Venus is a planet of indulging, focusing on your creativity, putting your pleasure first, being in your body, embodied. And Virgo is a zodiac sign that is very self-sacrificing, very gets caught up overthinking. So it can be really hard to relax and allow yourself to indulge. So that's kind of why the archetypes don't necessarily vibe super well. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, Venus and Virgo, let's see. I just love when people remember like the tiniest little details, you Mm -hmm. know, like they're like, oh, Stephanie, you love Skittles. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like that will melt my heart, you know, yeah. just like tiny little details. Um, I think it, it, it's so cliche, but yeah, like coming home to a clean, clean place, kitchen, I'm like, <laughs> oh, like my goodness, you know, turn me on. Um, and very high standards, yes. critical in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and yourself. Hard. And But exactly, I was going to say, even harder on myself. So like when I do have high standards, I've gotten a lot better about this. Some of my earlier boyfriends would tell you that I was a terror, but like it, it never felt like I had high standards because I was like, oh, you should see how I talk to myself. Oh, you should see what the standards I have for myself. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I think that this will be a cute aspect. It's great for creativity, for engaging with your spirituality or intuition. Um, but you will want to keep an eye out for red flags or for over-idealizing a situation or, um, yeah, things aren't fully as what they appear. Yeah. November 4th, Saturn stations direct in Pisces at zero degrees. It went retrograde June 17th. So you'll want to think back to June 17th, what was going on around that time in your life, especially like what boundaries and commitments were you rethinking? 
because now you've been working on that in your subconscious or actively for the past few months. Mm-hmm. And when Saturn goes direct, there's going to be some for, some shift of direction um, regarding those topics. This is also at zero degrees, which is a critical degree. Mm-hmm. So that feels a little bit more intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also reminds me of the March 7th full moon. Mm-hmm. Took place. It entered Pisces in March is what I was thinking. Yep. You could also yep. go back to that time when it was Saturn was in Pisces at like zero degrees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what do you think about Saturn direct? Like a good time to set boundaries and yeah. So from March to now, you were working on something very diligently. Um, you were working very hard on your Pisces area of your life. And I really love it when Saturn stations direct because like you've already kind of put in the effort and now it seems like things are finally solidifying and you have some kind of stability in those degrees, right? Zero to seven. So I actually really like this because part of the Saturn journey is like kind of sobering. Like you have to realize something in your life needs attention, something in your life might need to leave, or there's a fear that you have to face. Um, Saturn is a malefic, but it is the material realm, um, which is interesting in the sign of Pisces because Pisces is all about like unity consciousness and spirituality. And what um, Stephanie and I were talking about Kehlani's chart, because she's she's going through her Saturn return. She has her Saturn in Pisces. I don't know if it's exact right now, but she's stepping up. She's mm-hmm. realizing like her role in advocacy, um, using her platform. If you don't know who Kehlani is, she is a musician. Um, and a lot of people going through their Saturn return now are kind of having their moment, right? I think, was it Sophie Turner or Joe Jonas who had who are going through their Saturn return now? Sophie Turner. Sophie, Sophie Turner, yeah. So it's a sobering moment. It is. It is. But like you said, you're putting you put in a lot of hard work and now things are progressing from mm-hmm. those sacrifices and commitments. Um you may also need to commit to something new around this time. So mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Also on November 4th, we have Mercury and Scorpio forming an opposition with Uranus and Taurus at 21 degrees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mercury is the planet of the mind and communication, and Uranus is the planet of unexpected events, mm-hmm. surprises, breakthroughs. Um yeah, this can bring up secrets old memories secrets um shocking communication you know maybe you learn something surprising maybe you're sharing something surprising maybe you receive an exciting contract out of the blue with uranus you can't really decide if it's going to be you don't know how it's going to show up right like if it's going to be a blessing or if it's going to be like oh god not this Mm -hmm. yeah But I guess what we're trying to say is just be aware of this day because it's going to be somewhat of a surprise possibly. 
Yeah. Go with the flow. Don't overbook your schedule because Mercury is also kind of like our daily habits and how we go about our routine. And this is not a day where things are going to go as planned. So double check your calendar, all that kind of stuff. Yes. November 6th, Venus and Virgo is trying Pluto and Capricorn at 28 degrees. I like this um, just because now Pluto and I are friends. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, after 15 years. (laughs) Yes. And it's a sweet and supportive trine. So our relationships might deepen. Mm -hmm. Um, I think anytime that a planet connects with Pluto in a trine or a sextile, it also activates like our deep instincts and our psychic impulses. So it's a great day for meditative work, working with your spiritual practices, transmuting energy. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's possible that you feel empowered and supported by the people in your life. Yes. 100%. When I saw this transit, I was like, if mother earth had like a PR team, she'd be like laughing at humans with their borders. She'd be like, let's all get together and love each other. She would laugh at our borders basically because Capricorns were by Saturn, which is like borders. Mm-hmm. 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 The same day, Mercury in Scorpio is trying Neptune in Pisces at 25 degrees. Downloads. This- downloads. This is another great day for intuitive work, compassionate conversations, healing can take place. People are receptive to your thoughts and your ideas. Brain creative brainstorming would be really productive today. Um trines also like make energy flow. Mm-hmm. Maybe you cry today. Yeah. There's this water signs, two water signs that feels a little, you know, maybe you're processing some grief or feelings, Mm -hmm. um, very nostalgic, right? Maybe you're like caught in the past Mm -hmm. or inspired by the past. Yes. And it's an important process to grieve and it's important process to tap into your deeper emotions and not bypass because so many spiritual people are not like. I don't know what they're doing. Love and lighting this thing. What are you doing? Hello, wake up. Yeah, Um, it's important to feel your feelings. Yes. For sure. And to understand, like, I don't think that there's ever a healed version of us. No. So give yourself some compassion and grace. We're Mm -hmm. all doing the best we can. And it's Mm -hmm. a a lifelong process. Otherwise, we wouldn't be humans on earth. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> uh, November 8th, Venus ingress into Libra. Thank goodness. Okay. I think this is interesting for, because on one hand, Venus and Libra, Venus is finally getting dignity, getting some, a boost, you know, since July, Venus has been, went through that retrograde period. Then when Venus entered Virgo, It's automatically, you know, in fall, but Venus loves Libra. It's its natural ruling sign. It's at home and domicile. 
So this can bring more harmony and ease to our relationships, even our finances. But at the same time, the South Node is in Libra. Yeah. So the South Node is considered malefic and that point of release. So they're going to connect and that will be almost kind of like a mini kind of reactivate eclipse themes when that does happen. It will be some sort of release or shedding of a partnership or relationship, you know, whether that is romantic, platonic, or business related in some way, but some change. Yeah. So I said, yay, but, um, (laughs) but I do think that Venus is in her morning star or they, their morning star phase, which is more of a warrior archetype. And when Venus has dignity in Libra, it could be like a war goddess. Yeah. Same day, Mercury in Scorpio, sextile Pluto in Capricorn at 28 degrees. I think that's just a sweet and gentle connection. Maybe you get some good news. Again, that also could feel like processing or almost releasing the past in some way or expressing your taboo, your darker side, your secrets. Um, But there's an element of healing here, um, overcoming wounds that have kind of scarred you or you've kept hidden. Yeah. I, I know a lot of astrologers don't work with sextiles. I like them because they're 60 degree um, angles and when planets are in sextile, they like, like each other. So I was thinking on this day, you would have like a deep conversation with somebody that maybe like has been bothering you for a while. I know I need to have a lot of those um, soon. Mm -hmm. So I'm planning to use this day to do that. Ooh, that's a good tip. Hot tip. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll want to make the most of that day because November 9th, Mercury goes into Sagittarius now, which is wild, (laughs) which yes, Mercury in Sagittarius is debilitated. Mm -hmm. It's, um, and it's kind of like word vomit. Anytime I write horoscopes about Mercury and Sagittarius, I'm like, get ready to offend people without meaning to and speak too quick and need to apologize later. Um, Yeah, Mercury can be uncomfortable in Sagittarius. We might be thinking, feeling and thinking more optimistically, thinking about the big picture, but we're missing the details. Um, There's a lot of like impetuous energy there. Mm -hmm. Also like dogmatic speeches and Mm. high, like on your high ground being like, I know everything. Um, Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that's a good point. People expressing their beliefs and opinions because Sagittarius loves to loves. to do that. Yes. So then on November 10th, Mercury and Sagittarius right away, the first aspect it makes is a square with Saturn and Pisces at zero degrees. Yeah. I think that just like further the it like further describes what you said about Mercury in Sag. It's like when Mercury and Sag people speak, they kind of come from a place of like, you know, 60,000 feet above the ground. Like they're not at the ground level to see, like you said, the detail. And so um, 
that could kind of come come into conflict with a lot of people. Saturn in Pisces is like could be the establishment, could be like set beliefs. Pisces is also like your beliefs. Mm-hmm. So this could be kind of a contentious contentious day to um, have conversations. Yeah. Topics in your conversations can lead to feelings of like isolation or rejection or even setbacks. Like you've hit a roadblock in your plan. Sagittarius is like, I'm moving forward boldly right now. I'm doing it. And Saturn is like, eh, no, you, this yeah. is why you can't move forward. Yeah. You can't pass, go and collect a hundred dollars. Exactly. So, yeah. I love that. So temporary setback, mm-hmm. just keep that in mind. Yeah. Cause Mercury is like the fastest moving planet. Saturn is the slowest in traditional astrology. Right. So it's like, you want to move something forward and Saturn's like, Nope, sorry. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And on the other hand, this is a good time for meticulous work. Mm-hmm. So if there's something that you have to focus on and it's really detail oriented to take your time getting through something that that's kind of like a, the most positive manifestation of this, I would say. Yeah. Um, November 11th, Mars and Scorpio opposite Uranus and Taurus at 21 degrees. I hate this. I'm hiding inside this day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not leaving my house. Uh, Well, Mars and Scorpio is in its domicile. And Mars and Scorpio is a very fierce placement. I was having a conversation with somebody. For me, Mars and Scorpio is like killer whales. Mm. They're very strategic. They wait until the right moment and they um, are very resourceful. Mm-hmm. So if you if you are combating somebody this day, you might not win. Um or you might, depending on like which side you're on, but this is like explosive. Yeah. This is the day you want to pick your battles because from fights, Mars and Scorpio, unexpected breakups and separation, Uranus can take place. Um, this is also like an accident prone energy. So I don't want anyone to panic. I don't want to fear monger, but like, you know. I think the last time this happened, I cut my finger while I was like cutting a tomato or something like that. Oh my that. God, that's like, so on brand. Yeah. So just, you know, move through your day with caution. If there's people on the freeway who are cutting you off, let them cut you off. Like just try, people are reactive and volatile today. So moving through your day consciously with care and slowly can be a big game changer. Choosing your fights you know, if there is something that's been bothering you or eating you up, this isn't the best day to talk about it because it it can lead in directions that you did not see coming. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, this gives you a deep access to your willpower and your determination. You could be taking an exciting, bold risk. You could be making immense progress. So this isn't necessarily all bad, mm-hmm. um, but it I don't know. I tend yeah, to- like breaking something wide open. Yes. But deep. Very it's deep. kind of like um, getting a root canal, like- you're just taking out the root. 
Yes. You're being, yes. You're, you're so positive ever since you have a babe. Ugh, you are. It it's is. Probably, it's probably because I, did I tell you I've been buying myself a cake every week? No. Yeah. I, I never had a sweet Congratulations to me. Yeah. I've never had a sweet tooth until I became pregnant. I never, you know, wanted yeah. any. It was, yeah. And now I've just been eating a cake every week and it's probably because of the baby. I love it. I honestly like, um, if you've been listening to our horoscopes, monthly horoscopes, um, pre, what was it? July when you found out mm-hmm. Stephanie was a little bit more like doom and gloom, really doom and gloom for sure. I still I, am. I still have it in you me. You are, but you're yeah. a lot more positive now, which yeah, <laughs> I gotta be, I guess that's like, my new that? gig. <laughs> Right. Mom, mom's got to be posy. You have to be a little Delulu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so. But okay. that'll be an exciting day. Yes. I actually really like your positive spin on that because originally I was like, Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what you said about the root canal. Yes. Um, that's the perfect illustration of that coming to life because mm-hmm. It's a liberating aspect. Mm-hmm. There's no going back after this. Whatever kind of takes place, whatever realizations you have, whatever memories resurface, mm-hmm. this is a liberating. You're breaking free. If there's patterns, habits, or behaviors you want to leave in the past, mm-hmm. sever ties with that shit today. Yeah. Which is what we're doing collectively right now. We're all being pushed to face our fears so that we can actually have real change. And that's going to force us to step out of our comfort zone, Mm -hmm. which is why I like Uranus and Mars energy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that all leads us to the November 13th new moon in Scorpio. It is not an eclipse. It's at 23 to 20 degrees within 43 minutes. Um, It happens at 127 AM Pacific 427 AM Eastern. Please adjust for your time zone. It is conjunct the ruler Mars and Scorpio at 22 degrees, which I find to be interesting. And it's still opposing Uranus. What are your thoughts? So you just reminded me this isn't an eclipse and that in of itself is a BFD. I don't know if we've had a regular new moon in Scorpio since 2020, maybe 2021. You're right. right. 2021. No, the first one was in uh, November of 2021. I remember that one. So you're right. This is the first regular old new moon in Scorpio. Oh God. So again, so regular. What, what, well, yeah. Okay. It's not regular. It's not regular. The it's conjunct Mars and opposite Uranus. So it's a little, it's very extreme. Um, but yeah, I think that, okay. So this is the beginning, a new chapter. We're initiating something around this time. I think new moons in Scorpio are about creating a new beginning through the process of shedding, purging, and releasing. Mm -hmm. So even though new moons bring new opportunities, we're purging still to clear that space first. So it can be kind of an emotional time. On top of it, yes, it's on top of Mars is involved and opposite Uranus. So everything we described about the prior aspect mm-hmm. is baked into this moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love what you just said because it feels like something is being cut off. 
uh, with Mars there too in Scorpio. And we're being at, like, I just keep hearing the word like death alchemist. I don't know what that means, but like really honoring what needs to be composted, what needs to be like to make the fertile soil for you to create something new. Scorpio is a very interesting sign. It's all about the transformation process of death rebirth, but it's very fertile. It's like fertile soil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can use this moon intentionally if there is something that you want to initiate or begin around this time that feels like you're taking a risk, that feels like you want it to have staying power um, because they are fixed signs with Uranus involved. That could be kind of like a flash in the pan energy, but there's a lot of fixed sign energy. So yeah. And you can find a magic spell in Stephanie's book. Oh my gosh. You're so cute. I was like, when are we going to do this plug? Oh, you're so sweet. (laughs) Yeah. The the magic spell for Scorpio season is sex magic. So you don't need anyone. You just need yourself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sex magic. Yeah. It's chapter eight, Scorpio season. And, um, just to remind everybody, when does your book come out? Did it already come out? Well, some people have started to get it, but it I think it officially comes out on the new moon in Scorpio, the 13th. Stop it. Yeah, it's a little mini squirt. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So we have How to Manifest During Scorpio Season, Sex Magic 101. Hello, new moon. Oh my God. And she has a new moon in Scorpio spell. So get into it. It's called Seasons of the Zodiac, Love, Magic, and Manifestation Throughout the Astrological Year. Yay! Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Pre-order right now. Pre-order right now. (laughs) (laughs) But what I love about it is um, that it has a spell for every season. You know, we love our spells. We We love love our our spells here at the Millennial Mystics. Exactly. So this day also is a BFD because the sun is opposite Uranus at 21 degrees. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a new moon. We've got the sun, our illuminator, shining bright on weirdo liberator <laughs> Uranus. So that's a lot of, a lot of energy. And it's going to yeah. bring us back to November 11th when Mars was opposite Uranus and November 4th when Mercury was opposite Uranus. So you're going to want to track those storylines because this is the third chapter and mm-hmm. the sun with all of its light illuminates what's going on. Yeah. I think a lot of secrets are going to, I mean, they already are a lot of things that might have been under the surface are going to start coming out. And you need that. You need to see the shadow. You need to see the dark materials in order for you to create change. So there you go. And you could hear from people out of the blue. You could get Uranus can also bring like a a sudden brush of fame or recognition, right? With the sun there. Uh, Maybe you get a surprise promotion or raise. Mm -hmm. So just things taking place that are feel out of the blue, but are also tied back to those other two dates that we mentioned. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, November 15th, Mercury and Sagittarius sextile Venus and Libra at eight degrees. I actually really like this. I think you should sext somebody. Sext. (laughs) Yes. This is the cutest day, I think. I like it. Right. One of the cutest days Mm -hmm. in November. Yeah. I I love to see it. Perfect day for sexting. (laughs) Or telling a crush that you like them. Yes. Yes. And lucky or fortunate news may arrive in some form, you know, the look at the Sagittarius and Libra charts or my God, houses, places. Yes. The houses, (laughs) my brain is melting actively. Okay. Look at the houses that Libra and Sagittarius occupy because they're having a sweet connection. So think about the themes that are associated with those houses and yeah. That type of news may arrive. Okay. A couple days later, November 17th, Mars and Scorpio forms a trine with Neptune and Pisces, 24 degrees. Yes. This I like is a, I like it. Yeah. This is this is a great aspect. Um Mars is gonna ask us to take action. And Neptune is a planet of our dreams and our creativity. Mm-hmm. So this is a great time to make creative progress, to work towards your goals. Um, you might be advocating or fighting on behalf of the collective, mm-hmm. your beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, it's a cute day. Yeah. And the same day. Oh, my gosh. We have so much going on that day. Okay. at the, On the same day, the sun <laughs> is also forming a trine with Neptune. So that's kind of amplifying those feelings. Um, The sun trine Neptune is great for healing, compassion, even like a little bit of glamour. Like you might be feeling flirty and fabulous this day. You might get some extra recognition this day. And, but the main event is the Kazemi and Scorpio. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the Neptune action as our resident Neptune expert? Um, I really like it because like you said, um, Neptune and Pisces gives this feeling of like a little Delulu, you know, and you need a little Delulu to manifest because you need to like really believe in something. So I even think like sun and Scorpio, Mars and Scorpio trying to Neptune and Pisces is like meditating, visualization, using like dream work to make the, you know, make your visualizations become real. Um, I do think this is a very like active time also with the sun and Mars Kazemi. So November 17th, I would definitely like circle it, highlight in your calendar to do some kind of meditation. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, and to take action on what comes Mm -hmm. through based on your intuition, because Mars, when the Mars and when Mars and the sun form a conjunction in Scorpio or Kazemi, it's initiating a brand new cycle for Mars. Mm-hmm. So, and Mars is the initiator, the planet of taking action and drive. So this is a great time and it's coming through in a fixed sign. So whatever you take action on has the potential for lasting effects. Yes. So I've heard a couple of astrologers have a very doom and gloom outlook on the sun, Mars, Kazemi and Scorpio. But I think that for a more conscious activation for this is transformation. 
and allowing our grief and our rage to be alchemized into creativity. Of course, if you have a sun and Mars conjunction in the sign of Scorpio, that could lead to war, that could lead to all sorts of harmful things. But again, we are elevating and uplifting humanity. So if you use it in the right way and alchemize and transmute, it can be used for transformation. I think that's a really good call for a call out for personal use of it. I think we'll definitely be noticing the darker effects in the headlines that day, Mm -hmm. but those are great ways to utilize this energy, especially if you're processing and moving through grief. Yes. Are we good for November 17th? Yeah, that's a lot of action. Yeah. November 20th, the sun in Scorpio sextiles Pluto in Capricorn at 28 degrees. This is cute. And this is going to bring us back to that Mercury aspect that happened just a week or so before, right? Yeah. On November 6th. Mm -hmm. So bringing up more information, news regarding conversations that took place that day. Maybe you're taking action Mm -hmm. on an idea that came through a meditation or a dream. Um, I think the sun and Pluto in a supportive aspect are great for, like you were just talking about transmuting, Mm -hmm. releasing uh, your raw energy, you know, confronting grief, shame, and guilt in healthy ways, Mm -hmm. integrating deeper lessons that you've learned. Mm -hmm. I like that. Sex magic again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Why not? Why not during all of Scorpio season? Exactly. Basically, (laughs) tis the season for to have sex with someone or yourself. Yes. Um, the same day Mercury and Sagittarius is trying to Chiron and Aries at 16 degrees. I added Chiron just because it was making a lot of aspects this month. And I think it is important because the North node is in Aries. And I think a lot of people are being forced to look at their own empowerment. And one thing that I keep thinking about is no one's going to save you. I know that sounds really harsh, but no one's out there to save you. And so a lot of us have to shed this like victim story and find sovereignty within, which is what happens in a patriarchy. Like we look for other, we look for answers from outside of ourselves. So I like this because it's Mercury and Sag, which is like very optimistic, very hopeful, um, trying to the wounded healer in Aries, the wounded, he- the wounded healer, um, is all about like a wound that we might never heal, but we um, find the power within then to help others. I love Chiron's mythology. Mm -hmm. That's very powerful. I think having important thoughts, realizations around your own healing journey can take Mm -hmm. place. Cathartic conversations that have the potential to heal and also unfold on that day as well. Mm -hmm. November 21st, we have Mars and Scorpio forming a sextile with Pluto and Capricorn, continuing that storyline. This is a great day for making changes and releasing the past and 
taking action from a more empowered place. Yes. Oh, I love that. So Mars and Scorpio is like a feminine aspect of Mars, but it's still like taking action. So it's like doing deep inner healing work, maybe going to see um, an energy healer or, or a healer that can help you go through going through some of your de- inner demons. Mm-hmm. But it is a it is a aspect of empowerment, I have to say. That's a totally a perfect day to alchemize. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the vibes are changing. <laughs> the vibes are changing so quickly. November 22nd, the sun enters Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. And you tell us, you tell us about Sagittarius. Laura's is a Sag rising. So hello. Yeah. So we leave the deep depth of Scorpio and then we go rise high in the sky with Sag because it is ruled by Jupiter. So Sagittarius is a mutable fire sign. It is very optimistic. It is very big vision, right? Um, Seeing the bigger picture of things. And you kind of have to, after you've been kind of like in a deep, dark hole in Scorpio season, doing your transformation. So it is a more hopeful season. This is when like, I guess the holidays start happening, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Around this time. Yeah. It's Sagittarius. Exactly. So Sagittarius is the traveler and the explorer of the Zodiac. And this is the time when we're all gearing up to travel, right? Mm -hmm. So it kind of aligns with that. And Sagittarius, yeah, is a optimistic, expansive. It comes after Scorpio. So you're emerging from the underworld. You're feeling hopeful. You're seeing the bigger picture. You're questioning and rethinking your perspective and your view on the world. So you're kind of tackling the bigger philosophical questions. Also a great time for learning and engaging with spiritual practices. An important mentor may be entering your life. Oh, I like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the shadow side is dogmatic beliefs and thinking and thinking that you're like a guru and that you know everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. And the same day, Venus and Libra will form an opposition to Chiron and Aries. And it's taking place at 15 degrees. The solar eclipse in Libra took place at 21 degrees. So this is pretty close. It's activating that eclipse point. Uh, so you might want to think back to October 14th and what was unfolding around that time, especially in your relationships, old relationship patterns, dynamics coming up on this day. Mm-hmm. Everybody is having a relationship crisis right now. Yeah, in some shape or form. In some shape or form. And I think it's going to be very, very apparent when Venus starts opposing Chiron because it's like, can you see where I'm coming from? Like, I really want to be in this relationship, but I also like care about myself and like um, my individuality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. So this is a day where it could be more triggering for your relationships. Um, If you've been avoiding a truth about a partnership, 
it might, this can be kind of like a full moon moment where you, it's revealed and you have to address it in some way. Um, or maybe you make major strides in your own healing journey or in your more cognizant of outdated relationship patterns that you don't need to carry forward into your new connections. So, yes. And please let us know, like, if you went through a breakup or a rocky time during the Venus retrograde, did you get back together when Venus was in Libra? Like, we would like to know. That would be very juicy. Yeah. Okay, let's see. The next day, November 23rd, we have the sun in Sagittarius forming a square with Saturn in Pisces at zero degrees. Mm-hmm. This is going to remind us of when Mercury formed a square with Saturn on November 4th. The sun square Saturn was kind of like a clash of egos or authority mm-hmm. figures. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear no when you wanted to hear a yes. Mm-hmm. You have to slow down. You feel like you want to go really fast and do something, but yeah, get, there's a roadblock. Yeah. But this could be a good day for hard work, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and possibly I wouldn't say I wouldn't lead with this interpretation, but you could gain recognition from a lot of your hard work. This is mm-hmm. a Saturn square. So mm-hmm. it's bringing us back to February when the sun and Saturn were conjunct in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. And this is the opening square, which is a moment of initiating. So Mm -hmm. whatever you started back in February, mid-February, this could be a moment of recognition for that. Oh, I like that. November 24th, Mars ingresses into Sagittarius. This feels just like wild and chaotic. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mars is the planet of action and motivation and frustration and Sagittarius is a fire sign, like a wildfire. Um, I think people will be getting in a lot more debates. I think people will be, um, this is also like a, you might feel really called to take risks, to try something new, to push yourself outside your comfort zone. Um, Maybe you're taking action courageously and feeling excited and optimistic. There's also, it just feels, this combination feels exhausting in some way. Like maybe you're just overdoing it or you're taking too much on. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, Mars is our will and our drive and our passion. It is the masculine quote unquote part of us. So, cause it's a personal planet. So even though it is about um, Mars is also about like war and conflict, it could just maybe motivate you to get outside and explore, go on an adventure, learn something, Mm -hmm. go traveling. Yep. Absolutely. And the next day on November 25th, Mars in Sagittarius forms a square with Saturn in Pisces at zero Mm -hmm. degrees. So this is, highlighting two days before November 23rd, and then also highlighting November 4th when Mercury was forming a square with Saturn. So you'll want to pay attention to what was unfolding on those two days because this is kind of like the grand finale. Mars and Saturn are both the malefics. Yeah. um, Astrology. 
they're colliding in a square aspect, which is a malefic aspect. It's a point mm-hmm. of tension or crisis. Um, this is like having, I've heard this described by so many different astrologers as having one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use this energy very thoughtfully as long as you are conscious that you need to move slowly and be patient. Yeah. But yeah, it's like a temporary setback or delay. And mm-hmm. you just have to remember that it's temporary. You know, it can feel triggering. It can feel like a bruised ego, but you have to remember that it's temporary. These are mutable signs after all. They're not, mm-hmm. it's not lasting with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I think sometimes also squares, if they're not being initiated from within us, like as within, so without, it could be as without, so within something happens that it's out of our control that initiates something within us that, um, so as much as like we say these things, some things are just out of our control and we just have to trust and surrender and do the best that we can. I think control is a good keyword for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Releasing control and just because you're going to want to be hyper in control that day, but it is yeah. very possible that it's just, that's not the case. Yeah. You just have to ride the wave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, we have a full moon in Gemini at four degrees taking place at 1.16 a.m. Pacific and 4.16 a.m. Eastern. Mm -hmm. What do you think about this full moon? It's interesting because the ruler of this moon is in Sagittarius. So it's not the most functioning Mercury. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a lot of arguments, um, conflict of beliefs, and it just kind of reminds me of the eclipses that happened between 2020 and 2021. Um, when we had them in Gemini and Sag and everybody was fighting about like beliefs and what was true and fake news and all that stuff. And I don't know, for some reason, I'm like, is that going to happen again? Mm. Are there people going to be like gaslighting something? Is there, I mean, that's mundane, right? So in your own personal life, um, you know, something's going to come to a full blown like manifestation culmination, but it might be something that's not in alignment with your values or I don't know. I get a weird feeling in my stomach from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the ruler is like you said, Mercury and Sagittarius. And on the same day, Mercury in Sagittarius will be forming a square with Neptune and Pisces. Mm-hmm. And that kind of muddies the water. It makes things Mercury murky, not appear as they seem. Um, it's on one hand, we can get caught in our sensitivities and our own paranoia and overthinking. But on the other hand, we can be deceived by other people or feel um, misread flags. People aren't being upfront with all the information. Yes. The full moon in particular is going to be forming a square with Saturn and Pisces. 
Mm-hmm. That's not super cute. Yeah. The the new moon in Gemini this year took place on July 18th. So this kind of feels like an ending mm-hmm. to whatever was going on around July 18th. You mm-hmm. know, if you had yeah. certain projects or contracts or um yeah, relationships. I mean, this can be some sort of turning point, needing to set different boundaries. And the positive side, you could be something you worked really hard for, could manifest, right? This mm-hmm. is a full moon. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you are working really hard towards something. But Saturn is that planet of rigidity and discipline. So yeah. And in general, full moon in Gemini's across the Gemini Sagittarius axis are going to bring important conversations to the forefront, revealing new information. Mm -hmm. Um, And it feels like heavier, serious information with Saturn involved. Yeah. And isn't this indigenous Thanksgiving day? Indigenous. Very close. I I don't know. I think it's that day. Yeah. Mm. And I have to say every year, the astrology has been horrendous on that day. And every year I'm like, I'm not going to get into a fight with my family. I'm not going to. And then I do. Yes. So um, I don't have any tips for anybody because I'm a very passionate person and I always get into a fight with them somebody ends up crying. Um, so I don't have any tips, but I do have to say, I think this is the day where you will have argue. You might have arguments with somebody. <laughs> yeah. I'm pulling up, I'm pulled up the chart. So the full moon will be on the Monday, but the Monday after, um, indigenous people's day slash Thanksgiving, but on that day, um, on the Thursday, November 23rd, the moon is opposite Venus. And that is like prime for fighting with your family. <laughs> and, of and, then course. The moon, and then after it opposes Venus, it's going to square Pluto. Of so, course. Yeah. The, the astrology I've also noticed the past couple of years has just been like horrendous. so shitty. Horrendous. Yeah. I got so stoned. Uh, my, my my plate was like literally the length of my head, like it was so high. Um, yeah, as as was I. But then you don't have that ex- like uh, escape anymore. Oh, now I don't know. Yeah, I know. Now I'm the DD, so I'm gonna be like, let's get out of here. I know. Oh, after I'll I'll set my fires and fight with people, and then I'll be like, yeah. gotta go. See, you have an excuse to leave early. Because oh, you're it's the child. Best. Yes. Now I always have my excuse. I'm like, oh, but but it's true. I'm constantly tired. <laughs> Did, wait, you mentioned that Mercury and Sag is square to Neptune and Pisces too. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's a very it's a very active day, and that's what's kind of dictating that full moon. Yeah. So if anybody has any tips for me, um, let me know because. I try. I really try. And I'm so cognizant of the astrology and it all goes out the window. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's just what happens. It happens. We're humans. I know. And every time I'm just like, maybe it'll be better if I just don't talk at all. <laughs> no, I say set your fires like 10 minutes before um, you have to leave. 
<laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> I love that advice. That's so Mercury and Sag. Uh-huh. Um, but that's November, everybody. And we just want to say, take care of yourselves and um, regulate your nervous system. These are very activated times. And please let us know what you are thinking, what you are going through, and if these transits have affected you in any way. Yes, please follow, share, like, leave a rating for our podcast or on YouTube if you're watching along. And leave us a note if you're listening along on Spotify, leave us a note. We'd love to hear what resonated with you and what was helpful. And we'll see you next month. We'll see you next month. Bye. Bye.